There's a, a movie that came out a while back called The Book of Eli. It's one of my favorite movies. Has anyone ever seen that movie? Just make sure I'm you know, like four or five, six, eight people here who have seen that movie. If you've seen that movie, it's a, it's a movie about a gentleman um, who is in basically in the future where everything has kind of gone wrong, uh, but he's carrying the last Bible to ever exist across the world. And as you're watching the movie, you just, you're fascinated by his his rhetoric. He's able to speak well. He's able to fight well, defend off bad guys. And, and long story short, when you get to the end, he, he, uh, the Bible gets stolen from him, and everyone kind of loses hope. But what they didn't know that the whole time was that he was blind. And he memorized all of the scriptures. And it's just like one of these things where you, you almost want to rewatch the whole movie and see what, what didn't I see? What did I miss? And I just bring that up in particular in light of today's first reading, right? So we look at why Jesus came, but I think one thing he wants to reveal to us is asking you here today, what are your blind spots? And don't tell me you don't have them. I, I drive around Oshkosh. I have them too, right? We all have them. Roundabouts. Has anyone been honked at when they drive around a roundabout? Like somebody's always angry out there because you didn't see them, right? We all have blind spots in our lives. And I, I think of also, as, as we're just, let's just be human here for a second, as we head into tomorrow, a lot of you are probably thinking about the Packers. So let's just go there for a second and look at what they do to prepare for game day and what are we doing to prepare for the coming of the Lord. Who do the Packers play tomorrow? We know they play the Buccaneers. And it would just be a strange thing if the, if the Packers, as they're preparing, they're not looking at what are our blind spots? What's the other team's tactics? What are they going to do to try to stop us? And also, what are we going to do to try to prevent them from stopping us? Looking at their blind spots, they, they spend so much time in meetings, they spend so much time going through the game plan. And when you look at us, what I want to introduce you to is, is another way of looking at Scripture, is Scripture is game film. Packers' enemy this Sunday is the Buccaneers, right? But who is your enemy? Your enemy is the devil. And it's so important that we know that the enemy is the enemy. The enemy is not another political party. The enemy is not another you know, Bears fan or Vikings fan, Cubs fan, sports people. It's not another person with another ideology. It's not another gender. It's none of that. The enemy is the enemy. And when we get to, to see that and believe that and that blind spot is removed, everything begins to change. And when we study scripture, we spend time with the word of God, we begin to realize what the devil's tactics are, what his plan is for our lives. And his main plan is, is to destroy your life to make your life a living hell and to give you the opposite of what Advent is preparing us for, to give you absolute and utter despair, no hope. No hope. No way out. No possibility of changing. And he bombards us with lies that you are not good enough, you can't change. God can't forgive you. You're dirty. You're perverted. You're too far gone. 
The list goes on and on and on. For some of us, he likes to flatter us. <laughs> it's okay if you sin this one time. You've been working so hard. You deserve this. He also likes to do that. He also likes to divide and scatter us. We just see that working so much. When we look at Scripture, you see how he divides and scatters. Look at Jesus as he got close to the, closer and closer to the cross. Everyone just left him. And they scattered and isolated. And that's kind of what he, he's been doing to a lot of us. Look at how many people spend time on their phones alone in their room when they have family around. Or, they, or they're even, I'm sure not, none of you, of course, but you know like people like in Fond du Lac, they go to eat, and there's like 18 people at a table and everyone's just on their phones? Isn't it kind of weird? Do you think God wants that for us? Or the devil? Your enemy and my enemy. When we look at who Jesus is and who we are to him, we get a snapshot of that in today's first reading. Isaiah the prophet says that the spirit of the Lord is upon me. There's many different translations. I'll go through a couple of them. But one says, I have come to give sight to the blind. And I don't think he just meant physically blind. I think he meant all who are blind to who God is, what, who the devil is, and all of his tactics. And if the Packers are, are, are spending time with you know, their opponent, and it's just a game, by the way. Life is not a game. Life is serious. There are depression rates. There are suicide rates. There are people who are mourning, grieving the loss of loved ones. There's serious issues going on in our hearts. And wouldn't it be nice to know where I'm blind? Wouldn't it also be nice to know that the Lord has come to help me with that? Prophet Isaiah tells us today that the Lord has come to bring liberty to captives. Some of us, we've been in a prison our whole lives. Where we believe in the lies, again, I'm not good enough. I'm unlovable. There's no way that God would even find me attractive or it's always somebody else that the God wants to come to, but never me. Some of us are held captive to addictions. We think that no one's going to come find us. And if you find yourself isolating yourself in your room to do your, your sin, your addiction, whatever it is, and you don't think it's a big deal, my question is, why do you have to hide to go do it? Why do you have to hide and, and grab your phone and look at something impure? Or why do you have to hide something in a cabinet somewhere? And some of us, we, we even turn a blind eye to the sins of others. Isn't that strange? St. Paul tells us to do nothing that will displease the Holy Spirit. And sometimes we see somebody doing something that's extremely harmful, and we just choose to turn a blind eye and wonder why the Holy Spirit doesn't show up. But the Lord has come to avenge us, or as the scriptures say today, to vindicate us, which means to come into your prison and to rescue you. God's game plan is complete restoration to recreate us, to set captives free by taking on our flesh in the person of Jesus to win you back, to go to war with sin and death, hell and Satan, because you matter to him. The gospel message comes down to so many things, but to know that you're family to him, and he knows you by name, 
It's never a crowd to the Lord. He knows you by name. And he calls you by name. And he doesn't just see a crowd. He sees his sons and daughters. When we study game film, we study scripture, we study how the Lord works versus how the enemy works, we, we also know who we are to God. A lot of people, again, probably nobody here, but you know, like down in Fond du Lac, of course, those people down there. A lot of people know a lot about God, but they don't know him relationally, experientially. But God wants to know you, and he wants you to know him in your heart. And he doesn't want you to be blind to who he is. He doesn't want you to be blind to who the evil one is. And we read scripture. Scripture says so many beautiful things about who you are to God. Here's just a few for you. And after I say the word you, I want you just to listen for your name. It's a great way of praying with game film. It's a great way of praying with scripture. This is what Jeremiah says. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. You are precious in my eyes. You are my beloved son or my beloved daughter in whom I delight. You are the apple of my eye. It's who you are to God. And if you find yourself in some place where you are imprisoned, where you are unaware of your blind spots, there's an invitation before us this Tuesday. You get one every month. And this Tuesday is Encounter. And you're going to be able to hear at 6 p.m. over at St. Mary's the a personal witness of what this looks like, what this sounds like. This isn't just me having fun up here. This is the reality of what God does. He gives sight to the blind. He sets captives free. And every time that we get to hear a witness, one thing it does, it gives us hope. So Josh Rowland will be giving his testimony about his personal experience of the God of the universe, where he was, where he is now, what God's doing, and to invite everyone into that. And if the world needs anything right now, it's witnesses. People who actually can speak on like, what it's like to have a relationship with God, to say what he, where I was, what he did to me, what he did for me, and how I'm living now, and what's the difference. And he's probably not perfect. Very few of us are perfect after one encounter with God, but there's just so much more hope. And just by a raising of your hands, who here would like more hope in the world? Raise them up, unless you don't want more hope in the world. Let's go, right? And you have an opportunity, an invitation before you. And again, one of the blind spots can be for a lot of us of thinking like, my schedule's too full at night. Ask Jesus to open your schedule. What if I'm the only person there who doesn't know what to do? Ask Jesus to make it comfortable for you. What if I'm the only person there who has never met God? What does sacred scripture say again? You are not alone. I will never abandon you nor forsake you. 
As we head into the final week of Advent, this is a great opportunity. The Lord is coming before you with the key to set you free, to have a life-changing confession, to go to prayer teams, to, to, to be saturated in the presence of Jesus in the Holy Eucharist, and just to let him set you free, to invite him in. And the thing is, with the devil, he just needs your permission. Always he's looking for you is just to say yes to him. Just these little yeses. Oddly, it's the same way that Jesus works. He just needs your permission, and he just needs you to give him a little yes, and he can do a lot with a little. But the thing is, the Lord wants to set you free, and that devil just wants to bind you up. And the Lord wants to vindicate you. He wants to rescue you. But the thing is, what I want to end with tonight is, hurt people hurt people. People have been through a lot. Sometimes in no fault of their own, they just end up hurting more people. But the thing is, what Jesus has come to do is to heal us. And what heal people do is they heal people. But the next step that I think the Lord is inviting a lot of us here to today is to you know that rescue people, rescue people. People who are enslaved with addictions, enslaved with despair, depression, hopelessness. But if you've been rescued by Jesus, like the, the, how can you not talk about him? And maybe that's a blind spot. I don't talk about Jesus enough. And if we're listening to the word of God, which is game film, the important thing to know with the gospel today is there's just, there's just one God, one Jesus, one Savior, one rescuer. So the thing is, the pressure is not on you to save people. We already have a Savior. John the Baptist was asked that question, who are you? Well, I ain't Jesus. What are you? Not a prophet. Who are you? I think this is what a lot of us need to be more like. He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the desert. Make straight the way of the Lord. Are you even striving to make straight the way of the Lord in your life? Are you blind, not knowing where to go? If you have been rescued from any sense of slavery to sin, where the church is very weak right now, where there need, we need to step our game up, so we need to learn how to walk with people, one-on-one, -on -one, accompany them, through thick and thin. And some of us here, we do that super well, and some of us need to step our game up. Because as in athletics, as it is in the church, you're only as strong as your weakest link. The Packers this Sunday will only be as strong as the weakest man on their roster. And same for us. If we're so broken that we can't reach out to one another, and reveal who Jesus is, to share who he is. There's just an invitation for conversion. The thing is, with Jesus, there's always an invitation, always an opportunity to change. And the devil, your enemy, will never want you to change. And change happens at every single Mass. On this altar, just a moment, bread and wine are going to change into the body and blood, soul and divinity of Jesus. And where you participate in that as, as the gifts are brought forward,
of, of bread and wine. That's a symbol of you sacrificing, you placing your petitions, your brokenness, your blindness on the altar and asking the Lord to change it. That means you've got to let it go. Put it in his hands. Put it at his feet. So we just pause. And whatever the Holy Spirit is stirring in your heart to give over to Jesus, to give over to the Father, the invitation is to let go, to give it over, or to invite him in more deeply. So we pause and we pray. We ask you, Lord Jesus, to come and set us free, to reveal to us our blind spots. And help us have compassion for all those who are brokenhearted and to know that nothing is impossible for you. Amen. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.